the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Six nine seven six. That's one eight hundred nine nine zero sixty nine seventy six. The following program is sponsored by Town Hall Review. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Glad to be with you once again on the Bible Talk program. So if you're interested in the Bible, in theology, uh, if you're interested in biblical prophecy, that will be our discussion for today as well. We welcome you to the program. And, of course, what about your own individual Bible questions? Well, they can come uh, as well. Uh, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. But uh, before we start into all that, we first need to talk to Mr. Smith, who is ready uh, uh, for you and I right now. How are you doing, Mr. Smith? Well, pretty well, Pastor Moss. I went outside today and did a, did a little work and doing fine. And uh, we're going to get back onto the subject of apologetics today. I All right. I bring some more scripture into the deal. And then okay. uh, it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, set of verses that lead into strange directions. <laughs> oh, wow. All okay. Right. Well, well, we're ready to go. Uh, All yeah. right. I've got yeah. some what I call random thoughts regarding apologetics, and I'm just going to give you a number of scriptures. They're familiar to most of us, but it doesn't hurt to hear them again. First, we are actually commanded to be prepared to share our faith. That's right. And we read that in 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the reason of the hope that is in you 
with meekness and fear. Uh-huh, that's right. That is absolutely a command for us to engage in the job of apologetics. And then it says uh, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, personal insults or anything, but in meekness and fear. Yeah, that's right. And that's the whole issue. You don't need to get all worked up and say nasty things to anyone. You just simply, if they, you know, speak ill of you, that's all right. Just take it in stride and just give them the truth. And I believe the Lord will work in the hearts of the people that we have a chance to witness to or to be a witness even if we don't get to say anything to them. I remember when I first started teaching at CAS, one of the first things that happened in one of my English 6 classes was that one of the students came up to me after class and said, Mr. Smith, you aren't like the rest of the teachers. What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) And so I told her. And later on, I was able to help her a great deal because her father, unfortunately, fortunately, after prayer, only temporarily left the family. And so they had the loss of his income. And so I put this young lady to work copying parts of my language enrichment program. And I gave her, I think it was $5 per unit that she did. So that gave her enough bus fare so she could get back and forth to chaos. (laughs) And eventually I gave her a Bible, and she read it, and she got saved. Praise God. Praise God. But, but see, I remember, remember at CAS when I watched you in debates, and never once did I ever see you lose your cool. I mean, uh, you know, you got serious about the subject, but you never uh, insulted uh, the, the people that uh, you had to debate with. Uh, and so uh, then, and that's what we need to realize, that, uh, that uh, when we do this, we do it out of love and not just to win an argument. Yep, that's exactly right. Now, the second scripture deals with this issue. We are commanded to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ in Second Peter 3.18, where the verse itself says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him uh-huh. be glory both now and forever. Amen. So we need to have some knowledge, Mr. Smith. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, we're kind of digging down deep here, and that's exactly it. you got to know something. <laughs> you got to be a witness for Christ. And shout and do all that stuff and talk in tongues all day. you got to know some not. you got to have some knowledge in this. got to have some actual knowledge. That's right. <laughs> and you need that knowledge if you obey this next verse. We are actually commanded to contend for the faith in Jude, verse 3, where it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, there's a whole sermon in that verse, Pastor Moss. I'm sure you could just take off on that and give us an hour message on it. But I'll just say... (laughs) That that's a very, very important verse. So are you saying with that verse, Mr. Smith, are you saying that we really cannot uh, say that we're doing right by Christianity and Jesus Christ if we do not contend for the faith and uh, use apologetics? That's right. And notice he says that you should earnestly contend. Mm -hmm. And that word, extra word in there is there for a purpose. And uh, if you look in the notes that I put in the new treasury and elsewhere, 
uh, you'll find that's a strong statement. The whole verse is a strong statement. Because notice there that he says, contend for the faith. Uh -huh. So that means a body of doctrine, which yep. was once delivered. That means at that time when Jude wrote his little letter, just one chapter, he had the whole thing, Pastor Moss. Mm -hmm. And who was it delivered to? Unto the church hierarchy. No. Yeah. It says delivered unto the saints. Right, that's right. Saints is, doesn't mean like what some people think, you know, super special, and there's only a few of them. All of us in the New Testament who believe in Christ are called saints. Now, modern translations reword that to be holy ones and various other options, but that's what it means. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And we well, go on. Once delivered, that word once is a very important, unique word. It's only used a few times in the New Testament, and each mm -hmm. time it's very, very special. All right. The fourth passage. To fulfill these commands, we must become more knowledgeable about what the Bible teaches. And I'm going to use 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, that's the King James Version. Modern English versions maybe clarify it more, a little bit more accurate to the Greek, but you still get the same general sense. When it says to study to show yourself approved, it means to take care and use diligence and so forth uh, to, to do that. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing, sometimes can be understood as rightly handling the word uh -huh. of truth. And we need to learn how to handle Scripture accurately and rightly and properly. That means we have to consider the context. Just as one example, we have to consider the age in which it was written, what are the cultural things going on, and so forth. So there's a lot of different things that need to be taken into account. Now, then I'm going to pick a verse that uh, you wouldn't have anticipated. <laughs> Here's one. The Apostle Paul encourages us to follow him just as he follows Christ in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, where it says, Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now, when I'm on the Internet sometimes and somebody graciously made me a member of a group where Muslims and Christians are discussing their differences or whatever. Wow, <laughs> that sounds interesting. And, uh, it gets very interesting. <laughs> quite often, the Muslims are very critical of Paul. They don't mm. like him. <laughs> mm. So I defend him. And the way to defend Paul is to go right to the Scripture and say, you know, Paul didn't appoint himself to do what he was doing. Jesus did. Uh -huh. And right. how do you prove that? Well, maybe you could turn to the verse and read it while I'm chattering along here. I think it's in Acts chapter 9 <coughs> and verse 15. Okay. But in any case, while you turn there, let me mention that the Muslims think that Paul kind of took over what Jesus taught and changed it and made Christianity, and Christianity isn't what Jesus taught. <laughs> That's what the Muslims say. 
Yeah, he talked about he talked about Christ, not Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> so if you read Acts nine fifteen, I think that might be the passage where we have a record of Jesus appointing Paul to the or commissioning Paul to the service that he did. Well, here we have now in Acts chapter uh, nine and verse fifteen, what it uh, says is, "But the Lord said unto him, Yeah, but the Lord said unto him, Go thy way." For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Wow. Now that is some powerful stuff. Uh, And at the same time, you know, a lot of folks in the Christian church today, Mr. Smith, are not talking about suffering. They're talking about how much money they can get, how popular they can get, okay, how successful they can be rather than dealing with the fact that it's not about you. And, uh, you know, uh, you being uh, uh, the one who's the spotlight, it's about focusing on Jesus Christ. That's right. And I think sometimes we need to get back into Scripture and sharpen our focus as to what the New Testament shows us we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And yep. know our Bibles well enough so that when people raise the kind of objections like I just mentioned that the Muslims do on the Internet, on the site that I was joined to, <laughs> uh <laughs> that you got an answer. Now, I don't cast any aspersions on them or their faith or anything about what some of them in the news have done. I never mention those things. I just look to see what they're saying about the Bible, and if they've misunderstood it, I just share some verses with them and try to clarify it for them. And hopefully that uh, some will benefit from what I did. Well, it's good that you're a part of that and that they would uh, be willing uh, to uh, to dialogue with you. That's a good thing in and of itself. Yeah, they had an interesting situation there where the, they could post, I think they had 33 contradictions in the Bible that they thought for sure I couldn't explain. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> they picked the wrong person. <laughs> they picked the wrong person, and I explained them all, one right after the other. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly enough, I may have mentioned this before, but just recently, I think last week or the week before, I had a lady who made a comment on my website, you know, www.realbiblestudy.com, and uh, she said it greatly blessed her because there was a Muslim friend of hers that was trying to shake her up with Bible contradictions, they were sure couldn't be answered, and she found my site. I don't know how she found it, but she did. And God she led her to it. <laughs> same verses that I answered that her friend was sharing with her that were contradictions were given in the very same order that uh, I dealt with them. Wow. <laughs> so I, I thought that was interesting, and she was really blessed and said she was very thankful that I had posted that on the Internet. Well, well, that's exactly what we need today, and from what you're saying, Mr. Smith, we can see that there are uh, people, even Christians, who are concerned with being able to deal with people who are in uh, false religions, uh, and they want biblical material to do that with. Uh, yeah. But uh, you you don't see a lot of it today, especially uh, with some of the TV uh, ministries. And unfortunately, Pastor Moss, and I'm not reflecting on your congregation in your ministry, but so many ministries don't have an emphasis on apologetics. And yet you see from the various verses I was just going through 
that we're supposed to be doing that. I don't see how any Christian can possibly be living a life in honor of Christ, won't gain some attention from somebody that's going to comment that, hey, you're different from the rest of us. What's the explanation? Just like I told you, my student came up to me just days into the class and asked me that question. And there was another student that was in that very same class, sat in the next row about the second or third seat back, just like she was. And uh, the first thing she wrote on her paper, Pastor Moss, was she she wrote her composition while we were signing him into the class, in fact. And she says, I need help fast. Hmm. So just as the class was dismissing, I walked over to her and I said, thank you for writing such a nice composition. And if you want to say anything more about that situation, feel free to do it. And the rest of the semester, she gave a hair-raising tale, I'll tell you. And Mm. I had people praying for her and for her family. And uh, it it was just simply just unbelievable what was going on. And one day she walked up to the seventh floor there, 741 at CAS, to the program learning lab. And she just stood there like a statue. She was just so in shock that she uh-huh. couldn't even speak. So I just kind of, you know, gently tapped her arm and said, you can just take a seat and put your head down, and when you feel better, you can stay here, or you can go on to your next class, whatever you'd like to do. And uh, I had an elderly friend named Don Reese, and I told her about her, and he was praying for her, and finally... I suggested to the student that, you know, one thing that might help you a lot if you'd be interested in, if you would just read the Bible, start with the Gospel of John or even just the New Testament. And she did it. And guess what happened? She got saved. (laughs) But then her mother took her Bible away. (laughs) Good. Now, now, why did her mother do that? Well, it turns out that the mother and the father were very active in their church. The father was a deacon, Uh and they were very embarrassed because this young lady had gotten into trouble and uh, had a child before she was married. And uh, the reason she came up to the program learning lab was that she was so in shock because they went to court to try to sue the young man that was the father. And... uh, but anyway, Don Reese and I went to Grand Bible and Bookshop and bought her a nice smaller Bible that she could kind of keep out of sight. And uh, that's what happened. But it's wow. a long story, but it's just, you know, you don't know what situation is going to come across your path, Pastor Moss, where you can be a help to somebody, even if only you can just pray for them. And uh, But sometimes you can do more, and they can come to the Lord. Well, you're right, and and really, there is a need uh, for us to uh, uh, be doing as Christians to be dealing with the Word of God and uh, pointing people to it, uh, and rather than just uh, you know preaching ser- sermons or or teaching lessons that just you know make you want to seek wealth and prosperity and all this sort of thing, uh, uh, definitely we need good Christian living uh, being taught. Many uh, are, are doing that, but uh, they, we need to take also the extra step which is to defend the faith, which is uh, where uh, in some areas we are sorely lacking. lacking. So 
Yet now I want to take you into a little strange direction, like I suggested. <laughs> Notice that Paul said, be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And my next point is, the record we have of Jesus in the gospel shows, if we read carefully, that Jesus was a master at using logic. Yes. Now, I bet you you haven't heard too many sermons or Sunday school lessons about that. (laughs) You're right, I haven't, but I can see the logic in uh, how Jesus uh, defended himself, how he spoke. It was amazing how he handled himself in many of the encounters he had with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Wow. Yep, you nailed it right there. If you track the word in the New Testament about how the people were astonished at his teaching, in every case, I think, in the context, you will see that he taught as one with authority, it says, and not as the scribes. And that makes an interesting study by itself. But I want to go to a verse in Mark chapter 12, 28, and I'll just read these off here. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? That's Mark 12, 28. And 12, 29 says, and Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Now notice that he says, to love the Lord with all thy mind. That's right. So that means he intends for us to study his word and become very familiar with it and to understand what it says and to share the truth that's there with others. That's right. And not only the heart, but the mind. And even those people could say this kind of similar phrase here, but he's talking about not only our emotions, but our intellect seems to be here. You got it. You nailed it again, Pastor Moss. That's, that's the main point. Wow. Now, this answer is given again in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, and the command is mentioned, but not by Jesus, but by someone asking him a question in Luke ten twenty-seven as well. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now, where it says with all thy mind, that uses the underlying Greek word that means deep thought, according to Strong. Probably uh-huh. the faculty, mind, or its disposition, by implication, its exercise, rendered imagination, mind, and understanding in the King James Version. Now, in Luke 10, 25, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this got me into a great big argument last week, Pastor Moss, on the (laughs) Internet, on my website. (laughs) Uh Because the next phrase says, 
And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? Mm-hmm. And there are there's another incident where, and it's different from this one, where someone came to him and and spoke of how good Jesus was, remember, and he said, there's none good but God. And huh? the man had asked him, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, keep the commandments. Now, just a minute. I thought the Bible says that we're saved by grace, not by works. We aren't saved by keeping the commandments, Pastor Moss. What's going on there? And that was the question that was raised to me, and I answered it. And the person is well known to you and me. (laughs) They're, They're the one that brought up the question, and they brought up the verse, Pastor Moss, and I just simply explained it. And let me give you a, a yeah, what answer you give Bible it? lesson. <laughs> <laughs> There's two verses that I bring up that uh, relate to this, and that is in uh, Leviticus 18:5. It gives you one of the means by which you could be saved, at least in theory. Le- Leviticus 18:5 says, "Ye shall therefore keep my statutes." And my judgments, <clears throat> which if, and notice that word if there, uh-huh. which if a man do, he right. shall live in them, I am the Lord. And yes, that verse, right. by the way, is I quoted mean. a number of times in the New Testament and even in the Old Testament. But this has to be contrasted, Pastor Moss, with something that was said long before that. In Genesis fifteen six where it says of Abraham, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Hmm. Now, when Jesus said what he did, he was making an allusion to Leviticus 18.5. But anybody in that day, and those folks knew their Bibles, don't you kid yourself, Pastor Moss. (laughs) I did quite a study and put the references to it in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge at John 6:14 to show how much they knew about the Bible, just among the common people, and sometimes among the Pharisees and Sadducees and the leaders, but they knew their Bible. And if you had read the Bible carefully, you would know about Genesis 15:6. It's not too far into the book of Genesis. You might have read it that far. Yeah, that's right. And so that truth was there. And it has priority over what happened in the Mosaic Law because it was given to Abraham before the Mosaic Law was ever heard of. Yeah, that's right. And it says, he that believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness, and that he believed, exercised faith in the Lord, which led him to do uh, good works. But his salvation was because of his uh, belief through the grace of God. Uh, Yep. Well, we hate to stop there, but we're about to the end of the time, I guess. But I put an article about that on realbiblestudy.com. It's the top, it's the latest article that I've done so far. And uh, if anybody wants to dig deeper into it and see what the argument was about and what my answer was about, there it is. <laughs> well, give them uh, the information on that website again. www.realbiblestudy.com and anybody is welcome to visit the site and make a comment if they wish and ask a question if they want to and I'll get to it okay well 
very much, Mr. Smith. We look forward to uh, uh, looking at that website. And thank you for being on the program uh, tonight, and we will see you next Thursday, God willing. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor Moss, for having me on again. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Luke Hammett. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using the promo code Luke. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time only, Mike Lindell is offering 50% off on all My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Luke. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke. That's 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Attention pastors, save the date. Thursday, April 28th is Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, our free special event to honor and thank you for your service to the community. will be held at the San Marino Club. Register at faithtalkdetroit.com and enjoy fellowship, fantastic food, and inspiring insights from Abdu Murray, speaker, author, and president of Embrace the Truth International. Pastors, set aside time to join me, Abdu Murray, at Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon on Thursday, April 28th. I'm thrilled for the opportunity to celebrate with you and to hear and share messages of encouragement. Hope to see you there. Pastors, this event is just for you with uplifting words of empowerment and edification from your peers in ministry. Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is free for pastors, but you must register to attend. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your ticket. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-515-2397. 800-515-2397. 800-515-2397. That's 800-515-2397. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. We want to thank uh, uh, Brother Smith so much for being with us on this uh, program. Uh, the uh, scholarship he sh- shares with us is absolutely uh, amazing. Okay? Uh, my teacher in the past at Cass Technical High School, definitely I can say that he is responsible for me doing what I do today. We appreciate him being on uh, this show. 
If you have any questions, the number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. As we look at what's happening in uh, with Russia, the U- uh, Ukraine, all of this, it lets us know that we're getting into prophetic areas, prophetic areas. So I thought that it might be a good idea to deal with the uh, prophetic checklist for the church. It is an eschatology exploration, and so we just look at things that we believe are coming and the order in which they are coming in. So that's what I will be doing uh, for the uh, next uh, uh, 30 minutes or so of this program. And if you have any questions you have about the Word of God that you would like uh, to discuss or have answered, uh, you can call us at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss as we look at what is coming. And as I always said with people, not to say that there will not be joy. There's always joy in the Lord. It's always a blessing to be saved and uh, to be a soldier, to be a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. But as we look into the future, oh, things are going to get better. That's when Jesus comes. But up to that time, friends, if you look at what the Bible actually teaches us, things are going to get worse. Yes. Now, that's not popular. That takes me out of the name it and claim it situation. Uh, you know, you just ask and you get it. No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says the opposite. We need to recognize that we are soldiers for the Lord. Soldiers go to battle, and uh, they have to go through. And, in fact, uh, something is happening right now. Right now, as I speak, it's been happening for a long time. The fulfillment of what we see in Second Timothy chapter 4. Yeah, the fulfillment of it, where it says, in Second Timothy chapter and uh, verse one, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Now this is the charge that no doubt uh, that Paul gives to a young preacher, right? Notice here, and he says this, and it goes to all preachers, whether you're young or old. Look at verse two, okay? Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter four, verse two, preach the word. Not your imagination, not your eloquence, not your philosophical studies. No, 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 no. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, not people. Don't make people feel bad. Don't be putting them down, calling them names. What you reprove and rebuke is false doctrine. So you reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Oh, doctrine? Well, if you're going to... Uh, refute with doctrine or rebuke someone with doctrine, you got to know doctrine. So that means it's very important for you to study the Word of God, right? Then, verse 3, okay? also, the, the Bible predicted it's coming. It's here, where it says, uh, but the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Hear that? But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. What does that mean, teachers having itching ears? They'll say whatever you want to hear. And when they see that you like it, they'll tell you more of it, even though it may not be, and in most cases it's not, what the Word of God says. So notice, for the time will come. Friends, it's here. This is a part of the last days. We're not in tribulation, but we are in the last days. And we're headed towards the tribulation. 
uh, and the tribulation will cover all areas. It'll be spiritual, psychological, physical, okay? But it's trouble, right? But still, preach the word, okay? Preach the word, Second Timothy 4 and, and 2. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't like it. They don't want to hear the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear you talk about sin and homosexuality, and they don't. Okay? That's where we're headed. That's where we are. But it says, after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, what's happening now, people are not going to church to hear the truth necessarily. Some are. I'm not putting everybody in the same basket. But there are people who don't go to the church Okay, to hear the truth. They go to the church to feel good, <laughs> just to have a good time. Friends, fun, and fellowship. Listen, I have no problem with people having friends, fun, and fellowship, but make sure that you're getting the Word of God, okay? Because we are soldiers. We're not just people looking for some kind of outside activity with people to have a good time. No, no. We go to the church, yes, to have fellowship, but to train ourselves to be soldiers of Jesus Christ, right? Notice. Verse 4, and they shall turn away. Oh, here's where I get in trouble. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 4. Oh, why do I have to go here? For they shall turn away their ears from the truth. That's right. Turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Okay? This is going to be happening in the world and in the church. Fables. Like you're a little God. Like all of us are incarnations of God just as much as Jesus. Okay? Like you can command God to give what you want, okay? That you can speak things that are not as though they are. Friends, those are things that are fables, and they turn you away from the truth, okay? We're exactly where the Bible told us, okay, prophetically we would be, okay? We're in the end times, headed towards tribulation, waiting for the rapture, okay? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air Bible Talk. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Dr. Charles Stanley. Now think about this. You will never ask God for anything that will demand even anywhere close to as much love as he has already expressed to you in the cross of Calvary. Hear the series, Growing Strong in Faith. This week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 1230. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. 
This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Before abortion was legalized, pro-abortion activists claimed tens of thousands of women died from illegal back-alley abortions. One of those people, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, later admitted those numbers were totally false. According to the U.S. Vital Statistics, only 39 women died from illegal abortions the year before Roe v. Wade. Today, the extreme pro-abortion organization called Occupy Democrats claims the same outrageous numbers. They also claim Roe was the end of women dying from abortions. This is another lie. Hundreds of women have died from legal abortions since Roe. And those are only the reported ones. Most go unreported. Abortion advocates will say and do anything to keep the lucrative abortion industry humming along while women and their babies suffer. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Listen up. This is Radio Pastor Ernie Sanders, the bold voice of the Christian resistance. For over 40 years, we have stood against the dark forces of the Antichrist, one world government, the harlot Babylon the Great. We have fought to save thousands of precious babies from the cruel death of abortion. We have exposed the anti-Christian corruption in government. Will you stand with us for one nation under God? Heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight Eastern, 9 to 11 Central, 8 to 10 Mountain, and 7 to 9 Pacific. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, dealing with biblical prophecy, but also taking your phone calls. And Gary is on the line right now. How are you doing, Gary? Uh, yes, Pastor Moss. Um, you're in Second Timothy uh, where he said, preach the word, uh, preach the gospel. Uh, was Timothy a Jew or was he a Gentile? Uh, Timothy? Yes. I think he. I think he was a Gentile. Okay. When in Acts 19, Paul was preaching to 12 men. Were those Jews or were they Gentiles? When he's preaching, they had to be baptized in Jesus' name and speaking tongues. Was he speaking well, to uh, gen- Gentiles or Jews? Well, if we go to Acts 19 and we see uh, here in Acts 19, you're wondering who uh, 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 Paul was talking to. In which verse are you dealing with? Acts 19, 1 through 6. 1 through 6, okay. Uh, all right, where it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Okay. Now that kind of surprised Paul, right? But he's asking this question for a reason, right? And they said, and he said unto them, What then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Okay? So they were baptized not uh, in Jesus Christ's baptism, but John's baptism. And, of course, John was uh, the forerunner pointing to Christ. Okay? Now it goes on. Can I ask this question? Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, over yeah. Then uh-huh. said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, and that is on Jesus Christ. Okay? When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So they had only been baptized in uh, John's baptism. But then, uh, when they got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, then Paul laid hands on them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Okay, right. were these Jews or Gentiles? What I'm saying is um, John the Baptist was baptizing people. If these people that um, Paul rebaptized, if they had died, they would have been saved, right? Yes, right. And just in the sense that you know that uh, all of the Old Testament saints uh, uh, were saved by trusting in God, trusting in the promise that he made through um, uh through Abraham about Jesus' birth. And in fact, we have, uh, over in, we have a very interesting passage in Peter, where Peter tells us something uh, that it's not just that God's Spirit shows up in the New Testament, it does very dramatically, but also we find that uh, it is there uh, in, uh, uh, it's uh, talked about in the Old Testament as well. So much so that Peter could say over in Peter. In chapter 1, he says something very interesting in First uh, Peter chapter 1, and uh, where when, uh, when he talks about uh, uh, the Old Testament, there's something that the Old Testament uh, uh, prophets did that was amazing, where it says in First Peter, and in chapter 1, it says in verse 10, of which salvation the prophets have been, now these are the Old Testament prophets of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. That's right, the old, as you know, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of them, Malachi, prophesied that Jesus would come. Okay? Verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them. Okay? So right there it says that the Old Testament prophets had the Spirit of Christ, okay, which is the Holy Spirit, in them. It says, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. So it wasn't like the Holy Spirit was not present in the Old Testament, but the fullness of it appears in the New. Well, what I'm saying about Acts 19, Paul told these people they had to be rebaptized. I think they were Jews, and um, on the day of Pentecost, all the Jews had to be baptized in Jesus' name. So Paul, I believe he's saying these people had to be rebaptized, and then when they got rebaptized, they got the Holy Ghost. Like there's a program comes down to you, uh, Saint Perspective, and I think they're Church of God in Christ. So they believe you get the Holy Ghost when you speak in tongues, and there's different kind of uh, churches that speak in tongues. There's uh, like Pastor Bogle, he was like Church of God in Christ. Pastor Beal was like I am, one is Pentecostal. So there's people that are getting the baptism in the Holy Ghost here in the end time, and my question was about when these people, when oh, Paul rebaptized them, were they Jews? Because people were uh, were filled with the Holy Spirit, not only in the Old Testament but in the New Testament. Okay, so but not the uh, baptism in the Holy Ghost. Beg your pardon? They didn't get the baptism in the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. Well, so whether you uh, well the baptism of the Holy Ghost is what places you in the body of Christ. But what do you do yeah. uh, with uh, the passages that talk about uh, the, the fact? That uh, the Holy Ghost, ex- uh, uh, that their prophets were filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, which I read you from Peter, where it talks about that they were testifying, and the Spirit of the Lord was in them. Okay, 
So they okay, had what, what I'm saying in Acts 19, these people spoke in tongues. But so you're not dealing with passage. See, you're licking your chores. You get, I saw you. You get the baptism in the Spirit before you get the baptism in the Holy Ghost? Answer me a question. What did they have when they prophesied about the coming of Christ? What does it say that they had? They had the Spirit of Christ, but they didn't have the baptism in the Holy Ghost that was promised okay. on the day of Pentecost. Christ, then you're saved. Yeah. And so if the yeah, Old Testament... But they were yeah, not so the that's, that's the key thing. So I got you. In terms of definitely there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and I agree with you on this. There was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, right. which was greater than what existed in the Old. But still, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was present. If you do a research, you'll find that Joseph had it. We find that the prophets had it. So there you go. All right. But the Thank difference you. is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can't get in the Church of Jesus Christ. Got to go, buddy. We can't let you take the whole program. I, I appreciate you for your call. <laughs> Number to call here, code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. It's time for a break. Take a break. We'll be right back. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Right here on Faith Talk Detroit, weekday mornings at 1130. This is Luke Hammett. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using the promo code LUKE. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time only, Mike Lindell is offering 50% off on all My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Luke. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. Call 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke. That's 800-861-6525 and use the promo code Luke at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Before abortion was legalized, pro-abortion activists claimed tens of thousands of women died from illegal back-alley abortions. One of those people, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, later admitted those numbers were totally false. According to the U.S. Vital Statistics, only 39 women died from illegal abortions the year before Roe v. Wade. Today, the extreme pro-abortion organization called Occupy Democrats claims the same outrageous numbers. They also claim Roe was the end of women dying from abortions. This is another lie. Hundreds of women have died from legal abortions since Roe. And those are only the reported ones. Most go unreported. Abortion advocates will say and do anything to keep the lucrative abortion industry humming along while women and their babies suffer. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. How do we keep our relationship with the Lord engaged and vibrant? How do we avoid drifting in our faith? Pastor Greg Laurie answers that this week on A New Beginning. He gives a five-part litmus test to check up on ourselves. And we'll see the closer we walk with the Lord, the more we'll find true happiness. Join us this week on A New Beginning. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. 
number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on air, Bible Talk, Pastor Mark. Great to be with you on this program, looking at a prophetic checklist for the church, uh, looking at the fact that uh, what uh, the Bible seems to predict pretty clearly is a rise of communism and worldwide unbelief is on the way. A lot of it, no doubt, because of the confusion uh, uh, with all the different kinds of philosophies and religious uh, uh, things that are going on. Okay? So we need to be mindful of that. Number two, liberalism undermines the spiritual vitality of the church in Europe and Africa. If you think America is bad, wow, go to Europe. Uh, you can't even watch the TV commercials in Europe without seeing things that are uh, horrific, let us say, sinfully horrific, and the same kind of thing is happening to America, all right? So liberalism, uh, rather than uh, the truth, everyone wants to have liberty to do whatever they want, kill babies, change sexes, whatever. Okay? So that is rising. We're seeing that on the rise. And a super church begins with the ecumenical religion, right? Uh, all of us believe the same things, whether we know it or not, all right? Uh, where the Catholic Church even wants to say they're a real strong ecumenical movement, along with the Masons, as many of you know. And Masonry, uh, all you have to do is believe in God. They don't care, okay? Uh, that, uh, you know, there's a Whatever God you believe in is fine with you as long as you keep their Masonic rules. Um, and uh, so the ecumenical church is where all the religions are going to merge into one, all right? And it will really be, no doubt, looked upon and frowned upon very badly and probably lead to some legal persecution if you, in fact, try to establish a religion that you said, my religion teaches the truth. Now, I don't mind other people teaching what they want, but this is what I believe. That's going to go away. Ecumenicalism is a big, big problem, all right? Uh, and so that's coming. That is rising. The Roman Church, uh, Roman Catholic Church uh, will help to support this uh, by talking about us all being in the uh, Abrahamic Covenant and things of that nature. Both uh, Jews and Islam okay, are, uh, you know, part of the seed of Abraham, so to speak, and so, therefore, you know, we're, we're all in the same covenant. No, we're not. Actually, the covenant we're looking for is the one established by Jesus Christ. Are we Christians? Are we saved? Are we born again? All right? Apostasy. We already looked at this one. Apostasy and open denial of biblical truth are evident in the church. You see it everywhere. Apostasy and open denial of the biblical truth are evident in the church. Now... People can say absolutely anything they want against Christianity, but if you say something for Christianity, then you're liable to lose your job, okay, or not be hired for a job that you're fully qualified for. So that is what's happening. That is where we are going, okay, and if we look at a prophetic checklist for the church. Then moral chaos becomes more and more evident because of complete departure from Christian morality. Oh, we're headed away from Christian morality. Okay? That's considered old school to some people, uh, to get married, like the Bible says to get married, uh, to uh, say that all I believe in is uh, that there's uh, sex is supposed to be in marriage, and uh, I believe a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Uh, I don't believe in the transgender movement. You know, if you say those things, you're in trouble, right? Uh, so m moral chaos becomes more and more evident even wanting to teach these things in kindergarten, okay? 
about cross-dressing and all of this kind of stuff. So, moral chaos becomes more and more evident because of complete departure from Christian morality. That is where we are headed. And you can watch it and see it happening right on TV. And still coming here, but not strong enough yet, it will be with us, the sweep of spiritism, the occult, belief in demons. Well, you can believe in them because they exist. Begins to prepare the world for Satan's final hour. You know you need to believe in them because they exist, but you need to know to stay away from the occult, stay away from anything that has to do with devils or demons, and become a Christian so you can rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. Stay away from all horoscopes, stay away from Ouija boards, anything that has to do with uh, uh, sorcery or the occult. Stay away from it. And stay away from witchcraft as well. So this is where we are. This is where we're going. The sweep of spiritism, the occult, and belief in demons against prepare the world for Satan's final hour. And that final hour, my friends, will be when the Antichrist arrives and becomes a kind of counterfeit Christ. This is Pastor Moss. Thanking you for being on this program tonight. Keep reading your Bibles you need to. And always tune in here where you can always talk about the Word of God. It's Pastor Mark saying, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.